Okay, today's learning is the Zechanishmas Gila Bashloim Alev Asafrayim Yitzchak Ben Chaim Alevi Yaakov Ben Shraga Faiva Alevi Sarah Alev Asashmol Tzvi Elchon Ben Pesach Rav Yisba Shua Rav Ben Rabaruch Rav Nachman Rav Moshe Alevi Rav Moshe Ben Nachman Alevi and Rav Yaakov Ben Rav Naftali and Rav Shalem Yehudis Bas Miriam. So we're up to the. Uh, no, that's not, that's a, no, no, that's not going to work. Again, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. Also, there's like a whole bris here, and then you're, you're sitting over there. I'll look. Stam and not, but uh, we'll see. No, it's, it's, it's not, it's not going to be a solution. Um, okay, we're up to the Ayin Amid Aleph. We're up to the top of the Amid. This first Amid is continuation of uh, continuation of, uh, of uh, medicine stuff. The Gemara continues, L'chazyusa. For a moist skin eruption, we're going to run through this like we did yesterday quickly, and then we'll get to Ahmed Bey's is, is back to Shtickle Gittin. Laisi Shev Chiti Ar Zinyasa, you bring seven plump wheat kernels, Viniklina Marachadza, roast them on a metal shovel, Vinavik Mishchaminayu, Vinishaf, until oil oozes from the kernels, and you smear the oil on the skin issue. Rav Shimi Barashi, Avale Lahu Ivikacham, Shim Barashi did this remedy for a certain guy, Ludavracha for leprosy, Vitsa, and it also healed it. Okay? Amr Shmuel. If you were hit with a Persian spear, the Persians, when they would make their spears, yeah, yeah. Do we ever discuss where all these things came from? Medicine. Where do those all ideas come from of taking kernels, oil from? The well, I guess they tried it. I don't know. I guess they tried it. Some say it was. Some say it was Yechezkel's uh, Sefer, Sefer Refuah's Pashas. They, they tried it. That was the medicine at the time. I'm sure we do some crazy things now, but but, uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I have, I, have, I have no idea. This is not an area where I'm comfortable or familiar at all. So the Gemara says, Amr Shmuel, Apparently the Persians, when they would make their spears, they would dip it in poison water, in bacteria-filled water, so that when it would hit you, you're dead. You're not surviving. It's the Gemara says, if you were hit by a Persian spear, you're not going to live. But if you want to try to maybe survive a few moments, because the longer you survive, the more you can make a will and do tshuva. You should be fed fatty meat on coals and undiluted wine. Maybe you'll live long enough that you could actually instruct, uh, you know, for finances for, for finances for wills. If you swallow a hornet, apparently you're not going to live from that, at least the hornets back then. But if you want to maybe postpone the death a little bit, you should bring a revius of strong vinegar. Maybe you could live long enough to take care of your will. If you eat beef with turnips, Fatty, you know, fatty food. And you sleep in the open under the moon, the 14th or 15th night of the month of Tammuz, of the summer season, the Tammuz season. You'll, be, you'll become diseased with this Achila disease. This is obviously, I'm assuming, is some sort of uh, witchcraft, is some sort of uh, Kishof. But it would affect you. Uh, you'd get the disease of Achila. Tana. If you overeat anything, that's a way to get the disease. Even dates. 
Meaning, even dates, even if you overeat dates, you'll get sick. Overeating anything will get you sick, even dates. The Gemara says, yeah, What do you mean? Pshita, well, would dates be any different? You might think that because one of the side effects of dates is that it's a diuretic, it causes you to have diarrhea. So you might think overeating dates won't get you sick because it empties the bowels. No, if you overeat anything, you'll get achilo. My achilo? What is achilo? Fire of the bones. My Eshalatzam, I love this. They do this a couple times in Shas. My Eshalatzam is what's fire of the bones? I'm Rabbiya. Esh Garmi, bone fire. That's what it is. Fire of the bones is bone fire. Uh, I don't know, some sort of, uh, I guess, some fever, some sort of pain of the bones. Maya Suse, what's the remedy for fire of the bones? Am Rabbiya, Am my mother told me, Kula Shakyona Tlosa Vishiva Utresa. Most medicines, you have to take them for either 3, 7, or 12 days. That was the length of dosage. High, but for achilo adamistar, you have to take this following remedy until you're cured. There's no stopping until you feel better. And kula shakyon ali berikna. Most other medicines you have to take them on an empty stomach. But high, but this one basar This is after you eat, drink, go to the bathroom, and wash your hands. Then you take this following potion. What's the potion? Ma'isalebuna de shususa de flachoi. You bring a fistful of lentil porridge, buna de chamra tikka, a fistful of aged wine, nikvinu bahadi adadi, mix it together, venechal eat the mixture, venechal visadinim and nigbe, then wrap yourself in a blanket and go to sleep until you sweat. And no one can wake you, you have to wake up on your own. So that could just be like a potion thing or it could be just sleep well. When you wake up, take off the blanket immediately, if not, you'll get sick again. Okay, fine. Um, really, they have, you know, listen, they, they, they have these like, uh, these chashbonis. Um, really, we're sort of done, the refuas. Now we're just talking like advice, like health advice, as opposed to refuas. Elio and Avi told Rav Nosen. A lot of these following things are brought down by the Ramam in his uh, in his uh, in his halachas about uh, about living healthy. Your stomach should be a third with food, a third with liquid, and an empty third. Don't, don't fill your stomach up with food or drink. A third food, a third liquid, and the rest empty a third. Then you'll feel, you'll feel good, which I actually think they say is, is a very healthy way to live your life. is, but this is interesting. Why should it be empty a third? Because when you get angry, that'll fill you up. Anger fills up your belly. So if you, if you, if you fill up your whole stomach, you're not going to have room for the anger. So, yeah, you got the whole fire in the belly is going to fill it up. If you want to be avoiding intestinal issues, dip bread in wine or vinegar in the summer and the winter. Always dip. Yeah. 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 So and always this one is always dip wine in the in the in in bread or vinegar. Always dip bread in wine or vinegar, and you'll be fine. And if you have a meal that you really like, don't fill yourself. Meaning, if there's if you love steak, don't don't eat steak so much because you're going to overindulge. Because and that causes issues. And go to the bathroom right away. Holding it in can cause stomach issues. Marukva. Marukva said, Hi man If you drink white tilia, white tilia is a type of shvacha wine, achazosa vitik, you'll be you'll get sick with vitik. Vitik is like weakness, like a shvachkeit. You'll just become weak. You drink weak wine, you'll become weak. 
You are what you eat. Amram Chizda, Shiti Minichamra Hava, there are 60 types of wine. Mali Dukula Sumka Richasana, the best wine is called Sumka Richasana, aromatic red. And Griya Dukula Tilya Chivara, and the worst type of wine is a white Tilya wine. Okay. Amar Bihuda. Hamad Yasibit Safarni Nise Gabinura. If you sit near a fire on Nisan mornings, Vishayev Mishra, Vinafiv Yasibishim says it's very hot during the Nisan, the Mother Nisan. So if you if you sit by the fire in the Mother Nisan and you smear yourself with oil and go sit in the sun and sunbathe, Achzosafitik, you'll become uh, feeble, you'll become weak. This is not just like weakness. This is like a certain disease that they used to have. Tanra Mitaso. If you bloodlet and then have relations with your wife that same day, so bloodletting weakens you and relations weakens you. You'll have children and you have relations and you become pregnant from the relations. The children will become weak. This is a concept they had in Gemara, which we don't have anymore, but that they felt that the status of the husband and wife at the time of relations could affect the children in many specific ways. If both the husband and wife bloodlet and then relate, having relations, then your children will have a call. It's Bali Risen. Bali Risen was an extreme feebleness that had to do with, like, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, um, uh, they would have like stuff coming out. Of, I saw in the, 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 out of the out of the cranium. They would have like oozing out of the cranium. Like it was it was it was medical issues. It was it was incredibly weak. This whole concept that after bloodletting you shouldn't live with your wife, and if you do, you'll have children that are ill, that's only true if you didn't eat anything in between. If you ate something in between, you'll be fine. If you come from a long journey and then have relations that same day, again, it'll cause weak children. Now, just one thing, one thing to remember. There are halachas... In in Ebenezer, this is not Mamshana for now, I'm not going into details, but the halach is of how I'll be appropriateness, how a husband and wife should be together. Now, the Gemara is now going to describe what happens if you don't do it that way. If a husband and wife have relations in a way that's not Alpi Hanhaga Satira, that doesn't mean that that's why it's Aser. It's just a side effect. It's it's also because this is this is the the, the derech of Tznias that Hashem wants it is a certain way. If you go against it, the Gemara now will mention. Um, uh, illnesses that might happen to the child, but it doesn't mean that if the illnesses no longer apply, that you can do that. That that, that it's a hilchos shulchan aruch. Let's go back to Tanur Rabban. Habamin Abesakisa. If you come from the bathroom, al yishemitaso, yishamish mitaso. You should not have relations right away. Actually, yishashir chatsi mil until you take the time that it takes to walk a half a mil. Um, it's about ten minutes. Because there was a demon in the bathrooms. And if you have relations, the demon might attack you. The demon like stays with you for 10 minutes. And if you have relations, then the demon might attack the babies and the children might become epileptic. If you have relations while standing, again, it's obviously not supposed to be that way, but if you have relations while the husband and wife are standing, you'll get a severe... Ivis, they, they translate, our translate as cramps. Okay. Miyoshiv, if you do it while sitting, again, that doesn't mean that that's, that it's mutter if you're willing to have cramps. Okay, that's a side issue. But if you do it while, while sitting, delaria, you'll get delaria. Now, what delaria is, the Gemara doesn't say, but it's a type of illness. If the husband is above and the wife is below, I'm sorry, if she's up, which is the way it's supposed to be, if she's above and he's below, so that is not uh, appropriate according to the Torah. And Achzasa Delaria, you also get Delaria. Now, what is Delaria? Amarav Yeshua ben Levi, Sam Delaria Dardara. Now, it's interesting, the Gemara doesn't actually say what Delaria is. 
It doesn't say what the illness is, but it says what the antidote is. It says the antidote for Delaria is Dardara. It doesn't actually say what Delaria is, but it says what the antidote for Delaria is. My Dardara, what's Dardara? Saffron of, uh, that was grown in, uh, amongst wild thorns. Okay. Rav Papa, always Subale, Rav Papa would chew the saffron and swallow it. That was what he would do. And Rav Papi, always Vishadile, Rav Papi would chew and spit it out. Okay, man. Amr Abaya, Mishayna Baki Bidera Charetz, right, in the medicinal things, that if someone is having, a, is an impotent, he's a husband, he's having a hard time uh, having a Kisha Ever or having relations in a way that's leading to children. So, what's a, a, a home remedy to fix that? Bring three kfises of saffron that grew in a field fertilized with sheep manure. Grind them up, grind the saffron up, uh, boil in a wine and drink the mixture. That potion helped me go back to my youth. Okay, fine. Three things drain a person's strength. <laughs> Should just say avi. The eluhain. Um, Pachad, stress, okay. Derech, traveling, or stressful travel. Va'avain and sin, hopefully the last one, not too bad. Va'avain and sin, those three things. So anxiety, travel, and, and sins, they, they weaken you physically, so to try to avoid them the best that you can. Pachad, how do I know that these things weaken you? Pachad, anxiety and stress, dichsev. Libi sechachar, azavani koichi. I was like, um, the Pasuk says in, in Tehillim, my, libi sechachar, my, my heart was worried. I lost my strength. It's exhausting. Derech traveling, dechsev, ina bederech koichi. My strength was afflicted on the way. And avain and sin, dechsev, kashel kavani koichi, because of my sins, my strength has failed me. So, okay, so those three things are best to be avoided. The three things tear you down, tear a person down. It's like a different, it's, a, it's stronger than weakness. And that is, if you eat while standing, drinking while standing, having relations while standing, those three things are not good for the body long term. They are not good to be eating and drinking while standing because it goes to, yeah. Okay, fine, uh, whatever. Yeah, stand up, Kirsch. Okay, get a chair. You get a chair over there. <laughs> By the way, when I got called in by Rabbanim in the neighborhood, that was not the complaint about the Kiddush. <laughs> there are five things that bring a person closer to death than to life, meaning not just weakens you, but like weakens you 51%. These five things will will um, will very much shrach you up. Eating and then immediately standing up. Eating and then quickly standing up. Shasa v'amad, drinking and immediately standing up. Hikizdam v'amad, bloodletting and immediately standing up. Yashan v'amad, sleeping and then immediately standing up without giving the body time to wake up. And shimish mitasa v'amad, and having relations and immediately standing up. All of these five things weaken the body tremendously. Now the Gemara says, but there are six things that if you do the six things in the following order, you will die. Shisha dvarim, aisa aisa miyadme. So these following six things, if you do them in this order, you will die. What is that? You come home from a road exhausted. So you have to start off tired from travel. Then, bloodlet, go take a hot bath, drink wine and get drunk, sleep on the ground, and have relations. If you do those, those six things, you will die. So, okay. Wait a minute. Now, I'm sorry. Rav says you have to do them in that order. If you out, go out of order, you might be fine. But if you go in that order, you will die. 
Rabbi confirms, he says, if you do it in that order, you'll die. Out of the order, you'll just become weak. Now, wait a minute. You have to do all six to die. Any for Muaris, Muaris, there was a woman named Muaris, that was her name. She just did three of them to her slave, meaning her slave did three of those things and died. So you said six. She died from three. The answer is, that slave was weak. That was not a very strong slave. If you're fine, if you're a healthy person, six will kill you less than that won't. Okay. Almost done this, and then we'll go back to, um, almost done these type of six, back to regular. There are eight things that if you do too much of it, it's harmful, but it's good in moderation. Good in moderation. What are the eight things that are good in moderation? Elohim. Derech, traveling. Derech, Eretz, Relations to the wife, Oisher, wealth, Malacha, working, Yayin, wine, Shina, sleep, Chamin, warm water. I'm assuming that means to bathe and to drink warm water. Vakazas, Damen, bloodletting. All those things are, are good in moderation, but too much of them are harmful. Shmoin, Matin, Esazer, there are eight things that diminish a man's ability to have children. Elohein, Hamelech, salt, too much salt, Harav, too much hunger, Hanetek, too much netek. Netek, um, they, Rashi says, is a type of tsaras. Bichia, crying. Check. Sleeping on the ground. Good God, eating coriander seed. Eating hops that are not in season. And bloodletting below is twice as harmful as, as, uh, as any of the other ones. Now, what does it mean, bloodletting below? It means ha- the bottom half of the body. If you bloodlet from the bottom half of the body, they usually bloodlet from like the shoulder. If you bloodlet from like the legs, that's very, very harmful. Tana, Kashem and Zoof, they're saying the same way that bloodletting from the sec below half of the body is bad for you, bloodletting from the top half of the body, like the shoulder, very good. Amra, Papa, go the next page. When we said below is bad and above is good, is meaning from the text, testicles. Below the testicles, bad. Above the testicles, good. And when he said eating hops that are not in season is bad. Hops in season, very good for you. What is the zman of hops? Summer, that's when they're in season. That's good. Eat hops during season during summer. Do not eat hops during the winter. Spring and fall, they're neither good nor bad. Okay, back to the Mishnah. Mishnah said like this. If a, a man says, if a man gets kudyakis, which is a delirium, and then he says, right, again for my wife, we don't listen to him because he's not in his right mind. Then the Mishnah said that if he said, right, again for my wife, then he got kudyakis and said, don't write again for my wife, we don't listen to the last part. Here's the kasha. A guy says, right, again for my wife, sound mind. Then he gets kudyakis. Could you write again while he has kudyakis? Or do you have to wait for him to get better? Meaning, if while he's on Kudyakis, he gives you a command, we don't listen to it. The question is, can I actually deliver the get? Again, the guy says he's healthy, he says, write a get and deliver it for my wife. Then a minute later, he gets Kudyakis. Do they have to wait for, the, for him to get better to deliver it, or can they actually deliver it while he's sort of out of it? Now, it's a fundamental shilohs, how do you look at this Kudyakis? If someone is sleeping, right? when someone's sleeping, they're sort of out of it also. You could deliver a get, a get while the husband's sleeping, because that's just a temporary... When someone is a shaita, if someone's mentally ill, you can't deliver a get while he's mentally ill. The question is, how do you look at kudyakis? Is it more like sleeping? Because it was an illness that you could fix, uh, right? Mental retardation you can't necessarily fix so well. 
This was kudyakis, as we said, you have lean meat on undiluted wine, whatever, one of there's a solution. There's a medical solution. So the question is, is it comparable to sleeping that it could be de- delivered and administered while he's out of it? Or is it more comparable to a shaita, you got to wait for him to get better? That's the Gemara Shad. The Gemara is Amr Kisugeli Ishtay Vichachs of Kudyakis, Chazar Meltechtavu, Ain't Barbacharim Klum. Amr Shalakr says, Kaisen Menais and Getli Alter. You're allowed to deliver a get while the husband has Kudyakis. If he said right a get before he got Kudyakis, you could deliver it while he has it. Not a problem. Rav Yechonon Amr, in Kaisen El Kishtafer. Rav Yechonon says, No, you have to wait for him to get better. Okay, so the Machlaikis, Rav Yechonon whether a get could be delivered while the husband has Kudyakis, if the command was given. Before he was ill. My time at the Rish Lakish. What's Rish Lakish reasoning that it could be given while he has Kudyakis? The Katani, His proof is because it says in the Mishnah that if a husband says, deliver a get from my wife, then he has Kudyakis. And then while he has Kudyakis, he says, don't write a get. We don't listen to that. The implication is the only thing we don't do is we don't listen to that. We could still do it while he has Kudyakis. Like the Mishnah says, while he has Kudyakis and he says, don't write a get from my wife, we don't listen to that. The implication is we don't listen to that. We do it. Okay. Rav Yechonon says, no. Rav says, no, you can't deliver it while he has Kudyakis. So what does the Mishnah mean? It means like this. If a husband has Kudyakis and he says, don't write a get for my wife, you can't do it now. You have to wait for him to get better. Once he gets better, you don't have to ask him if he still feels the way he felt when he had Kudyakis. Meaning, the Mishnah says that a husband says, write a get for my wife. Then he has Kudyakis and he says, don't write a get for my wife. We don't listen to that. So Rish Lakish says, we don't listen to that. It means you could do it. Rav says, no, 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 no. You can't do it until he gets better. So what does it mean we don't listen to that? It means once he gets better, we deliver the get. We don't have to ask him, hey, when you had Kudyakis, you said don't deliver. Did that mean anything to you? No, 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 no. But you still have to wait till he gets better. So it's a machlagis, Rav Yechon Rish whether the get can be delivered when he has Kudyakis. The Gemara says, Mike Mifluki, what is the machlagis really about? Rish Lakish Yashan, for Rav Yechonon Shaita. The question is, how do you look at this Kudyakis? When someone's a Shaita, mental retardation, then you can't deliver a get while he's under that state. When someone is sleeping, you can. Both of them, the capacities, the, the faculties are sh- sort of shut down. The question is, how do you look at Kudyakis? He's awake, so it's not sleeping. But it's an illness that can be fixed and, and reversed fairly easily, like sleeping. That's the Shaila. The Gemara explains. Rav Yechonami lidmi Yashan. Why does Rav Yechonon not compare it to sleep? He says, Yashan loy mechusar maisa. Hai mechusar maisa. He says, the difference is, by sleep, you don't have to do anything to fix the person. They wake up. Over here, you have to administer medicine and, and try to fix him. So he doesn't compare it to sleep. He more is, compares it to a shaita. Rav Yishlokish, shaita. Why does Yishlokish compare it to sleep and not a shaita? He says, shaita le sambiyode, hai sambiyode. He says, this is not comparable to a shaita. A shaita, there's no medicine for. When someone is, is mentally, uh, mentally retarded, I don't mean that in a, in a, in a, in a negative, I, I mean mental retardation. There's no, there's no medicine for that, at least not easily. This is an easy medicine. You get the lean meat, you get the undiluted wine, boom, you're good to go. So, that's the question. This is There is a medicine for it. So because it's a medicine, it might be more comparable to sleep as opposed to Yishaita. Okay. Now, the Gemara is a kasha. It's, it's, it's a strange kasha because the Gemara's answer is so obvious. Rav Yechanan is saying is that when a person is Kudyakis, you cannot deliver the get while he has Kudyakis because his faculties are sort of shut down. The Gemara has a kasha. The kasha is that if someone is dying, you could write a get for him. The Gemara assumes that when someone is dying, his faculties are shut down. 
So why by Kudyakis do you not, are you not able to, but by someone dying you can? And the Gemara is going to answer, when someone's dying, who says their faculties are shut down? Mm-hmm. They could be in clear mind. That's the difference. The Gemara says, Umiyam Rav Yochanan Did Rav Yochanan actually say that someone who has Kudyakis, because his faculties are not a tip-top shape, you can't deliver a get while he has that? Now, now l- listen, everybody agrees when someone has Kudyakis, he can't give a command. I understand that, because the command can't be done under a case where your faculties are not 100%. Everyone agrees to that. The question is, if the command was done before, now that my faculties dip to 50%, to 60%, to 40%, Rav Yechon is saying, stop, pause, right? Shait is 0%. Everyone agrees to that. Rav Yechon is saying that because, even if you gave the command before, once you hit Kudyakis, which is about 50%, let's say, um, capabilities, shut it down. The problem is, wait a minute. If a man's throat got severed, that they had the two pipes got severed, so he's dying. He's they slit his throat, so he's dying. And before he dies, he says to someone, write again for my wife, you write and you deliver it. Now, at the time, he was fine, but the assumption is that as you're writing it, his faculties are dipping and dipping and dipping. So it should be similar to Kudyakis. Vitanya, similarly, if you see someone hanging on a gallows or being tortured, and he says, write again for my wife, over there, again, clear mind during the command, but the faculties are quickly dropping. So the Gemaras, at least the assumption is that it's dropping. So why by Kudyakis do we say no? And by here we say yes. So the Gemara answer is very simple. How do you compare the two? Over there, who says his faculties are, are dropping? He's just becoming weak from his physical state, but his mind could be 100% there. But, but, but Kudyakis, the mind is definitely affected. So the Gemara's answer that your mind is not affected uh, the same way when someone's dying as it is by Kudyakis. So Kudyakis, Rabbi Yechon and Takahot, you can't. Over here, he feels that you can. Now the Gemara has a side kasha, and that is, Umi Amr Shmuel Hachi. Did Shmuel actually say this? Meaning, what is Shmuel saying? Shmuel is saying that if a person, um, let's say, uh, they slit his throat, and as he's dying, he says, write a gift for my wife, they, they write a gift for the wife. Why? Because he's still alive. Here's the problem, which makes sense. I think we would all say he's, still, he's living, he's right there, he's alive. The problem is, Shmuel also said that if someone's throat was slit and that he ran away into the forest, we could allow the wife to remarry. She's not a guna, the husband definitely died. Because there's no way you're surviving that. So wait a minute. Right? If, if there's a chance that he survived, then she's an aguna, because we don't know where he is. He just ran into the forest, we can't find the body. So if if right, he's only it's it's only not an aguna. She can only remarry if we're confident the husband died. So how could Shmuel say both statements? He's saying that if the guy who had his throat slit says, "Write a gift for my wife," we're allowed to write a gift for his wife, which means we assume he's still alive. On the other hand, if he ran away, we assume he definitely died. So, do you is is throat slitting a for sure death or not? Yeah, that's okay. So the Gemara says that's the the answer is quite obvious. The answer is he's alive now. He won't live for long. Meaning there is no cure for it. When your throat is slit, you will die. How fast? You could write a get in time. If he runs into the forest, give it a day. We could allow the wife to remarry. You're, you're right. She can't remarry within ten minutes. He might survive ten minutes. He might survive an hour. But he is not surviving days. 
So that's the answer. The answer is, so therefore you could write a get for him because a get takes 10 minutes to write. But you, the wife can remarry after a week because he's definitely not going to make it. Now here's the kasha. Wait, wait, you're telling me that th- slitting th- someone's throat is going to kill him eventually? Which I think we would all say, yeah. So then you should go to Gullis if you do it accidentally, right? If you kill someone accidentally, you go to Gullis. If you slit someone's throat, you actually don't have to go to Gullis. So the Gemara says, wait a minute. Elamiata, if you're telling me that when some slitting someone's throat eventually kills him, then you should have to go to Gullis. The Braise says, If you slit someone's throat, you don't have to go to Gullis if you did it accidentally. Why? The answer is because Pasha's because he could survive. Is it death or not? The answer is no, no, no. No, no, no. He's definitely going to die. But we're afraid a lot of times when someone's throat is slit, the wind will actually hasten his death or him thrashing around nervous will actually cause his death to be quicker. So he is definitely going to die. So the laws of Agunas, the wife can remarry. You want to know whether you have to go to Gullis? You only have to go to Gullis if you're the cause of death. If you did something that he aggravated and led to his death or you did 80% of the death and he did 20, you don't have to go to Gullis. That's a technicality for the laws of Gullis. So the answer is if you slit someone's throat, he's definitely going to die and therefore his wife could remarry. I so why don't you go to Gullis? You don't go to Gullis because we're uh, concerned that as he's running around, thrashing, the wind or he himself will cause his death to hasten. And due to that technicality, you don't have to go to Gullis if he hastens his own death. But he is going to die. The Gemara says, just as an aside before we finish the sugya, what's the difference about whether the concern is him hastening his own death or the wind? What would be a nafkamina? My binayu, ikibinayu de shachte bebeis de shisha pirchas. The cases where you, you, you slit his throat in a marble house that's sealed with no wind. So there's no wind concern, but he could hasten it due to his own thrashing. Inami de shachte bebravali pirchas. Or you, you, you slit his throat in the open, but he didn't move. So there's no thrashing, but there's wind. Okay. Now, the, I'll just see you outside how we're going to finish this Ahmed. It's funny because, like, when I read the Mishnah, I sort of read it some way, and I realized that the Gemara just, it'll it, eventually we'll get there, but it takes a little bit of time. The Gemara said that the Mishnah said that if someone is mute, and and they ask him, "Should you we write a get for your wife?" and he's like, "Mm-hmm." So, do we trust this? So the Gemara said the Mishnah said we ask him a few questions. If he answers, then we do. So the, the, let me just tell you the evolution of this. The Gemara at first assumes that we ask him all questions that have the same answer, like yes, 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 or no, no, no. And then the and we and we do it right away. So the problem is the Gemara. I'll just say the evolution. The Gemara is going to say, well, if you ask him right away, and he just maybe he's just a crazy person who's not a cat. So the Gemara is like, we do it in intervals. But then the Gemara still maybe he's just every time someone talks to him, he just does this. So then the Gemara says, well, we ask some questions that require yes. Some questions that require no, so then doing this will not help. You have to do this and do that, and that's okay. Which I think that, that's how, sorry, I read the Mishnah, but the Gemara just takes it, takes time. The Gemara speaks it out. Maybe he's just a crazy person who's just nodding his head yes or no. I mean, if you're asking the three questions that are all yes or all no in succession, maybe he's just a crazy person who's nodding his head and he's not actually responding to you. So the Gemara says, We ask the questions in intervals, meaning you're right, they're all yes questions. Uh, are you happy? Yes. Are you sad? Whatever. They're all yes questions. Those are actually not, but whatever. You ask questions, but you ask them in intervals. So you don't ask them right away. So then you ask him every 10 minutes another question. 
So therefore, if he's answering, he's probably answering with Das. So the Gemara says, Maybe he's just a crazy person. Every time someone talks to him, he just nods his head. I mean, that's not an indication of knowledge. Even if you ask the question in intervals, maybe he's just getting lucky or he's just a crazy person and nods his head. So the Gemara says, The answer is, you don't ask all questions that have the same answer. You don't do all three yeses or all three noes, because then the guy can just be a lunatic who just got lucky. The answer is, you do one question that's a yes, two questions that's a no, two questions that are no, one question a yes, and, and then, and you do it in intervals, and that's why. Or, the Gemara says, another answer, The Gemara says, another answer, which is the Gemara that answers, you don't ask him questions that are yes or no, you ask him questions with logic. You ask him if he wants things during the summer that are appropriate for the winter, or vice versa. So that's not just yes or no, that shows that he's, is he thinking? Meaning, if I ask you during the summer if you want things that are winter appropriate, and you say yes, that means that you're not really there. So the Gemara says, well, wait a minute. Maini, what, what's an example? What's an example of something? We're in the summer right now. I would ask you something that's appropriate for the winter. It's a, it's a coat. Gloves, right? The problem is, maybe she's cold. Maybe he's cold. There are people that are wearing coats. There are crazy people. It's not crazy. It's not, I mean, it's not shaita crazy. It's just that maybe she's cold. Or, or you ask in the winter, do you want uh, shorts? If he's, uh, maybe he's hot. I don't know. So the Gemara says, one of this, elebeperi, it means fruit. You ask him if he wants seasonal fruit in the winter that's only appropriate in the summer, knowing full well that, that it's not an option. So if he says yes, that means he doesn't really know what he's talking about. All right, we'll stop here. Well, I have to also do the second half. That's the problem. So I'm going